Oh, that's probably disrespectful to do that in November, wasn't it? joining us listener welcome to this episode 209 of the electronic wireless show the dream video game dinner party special a topic (laughs) chosen by (laughs) matthew castle you can hear that is joining us although today i should say i'm joined by tobias beckford and tobias beckford (laughs) yes (laughs) i brought all me puppets I was going to say, where are my puppets? I've got them, Tobias. Oh, dear. oh my God, the twist. <laughs> Shoot yeah. the real Tobias. That's how it plays out in the game. That's why it's such a popular quest. <laughs> Vindicated. Oh, dear. So, yes, this is Rock, Paper, Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And as you may have gathered, it is a sad day today because Matthew is leaving us. Yes. As has been inferred. He says he's leaving us because his work's too busy, but I think it's because his own podcast is now much more No, successful. it's not. I I would love to. So, you know, full <laughs> disclosure, I've, you know, I, ha- I have a day job now and I, they let me leave my day job to come and record this, um, which is very kind of them, considering it's like another job, <laughs> um, which I would say is like very, very accommodating. <laughs> um, but we're so like the works are so busy, and yep. I was beginning to feel a bit guilty about vanishing to, yeah. to, to talk nonsense about PC games for an hour a week. And Happy like... to uh, announce Matthew's now vice president in charge of product testing for Rio Tropical. <laughs> well, that's it. And we're entering Rio season. Um, <laughs> and it's that's... contrary to what you might expect. It's not a whimsy. It's a very serious uh, fizzy drink factory. There's no laughing oh, yeah. about. So, yeah. No. Well, no, there is a river of Rio. Oh yeah, it's it is it's it's big Willy Wonka vibes, and children come and visit the Rio factory and, and are dispatched <laughs> dispatched while learning vital moral lessons all through Rio. Matthew's got a purple velvet top hat and sings cautionary <laughs> songs about why you shouldn't eat ring pulls. <laughs> <Things like that. laughs> uh, you might also notice that Nate sounds. Uh, very clear he's coming through great this week and that is because he's he's finally managed to get his uh his mic working uh on the last (laughs) on the day of my daughter's wedding Uh, finally Um, finally reached my final form because i i should say as well that we're the plan is um because matthew's going we're going to go on a little hiatus uh while we figure out because no one could replace you, obviously, Matthew, oh. in, in a in a kind of emotional sense. But in a literal sense, we will p- replace you. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I, I um, do feel bad about it, uh, throwing a sparrow in the works, and I do really like doing this podcast, uh, so I, I apologise for that. But at the okay. same time, I was beginning to feel a little bad about how sporadically I was on it, and it's kind of unsatisfying to listen to a podcast when you don't know like what you're going to get every week. Um, so I thought I'd just, like, you know... Well, no, but it's like how it. all the great musicians die young. Like, we've sort of, you know... The, this this era has come to an end before it grew stale or before, you know, before the banter got too heavy. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we were beginning to bully you quite hard on your childhood. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows? That could have turned sour. So We, we were also, the weeks you were away, we were just imagining uh, what your opinions would be sometimes in creating our own Matthew. <laughs> Mm. I am. So, I'm. I'm quite a cartoonish figure, so I imagine that's quite an easy exercise to replicate the full castle experience. I'm not yes. very psychologically deep. The simulated <laughs> Matthew is garbage. Yeah, it's like and one I of have, those Westworld lads. The uh, the episode this week is the kind of dream video game dinner party, but I have titled the room where we're recording this Matthew the Giant. We hardly knew ye. So. <laughs> <laughs> So it was maybe moving from professionalism just into bullying. So, mm. Yeah. Um, but how are you, Matthew, for the, the final time? Yes, I am I am fine. Uh I'm afraid I don't I, I I've I've done very little other than work, so I've not got any hilarious castle style anecdotes to share <laughs> with you. Um, Check out work rat over here. Yeah, I know. It's I'm in a very boring mode. I'm trying to think of anything hilarious. Has happened to me. I well, I know you've been playing God of War, which isn't a PC game. But you've been playing God of War Ragnarok because Catherine said you've been getting up early to try and get in some some God of Warring. Yeah, going from that to the office is quite jarring because it's like an incredibly angry man at like <laughs> seven in the morning, yelling at his yelling at his son, and then it gets me really pumped up, and then I have to walk into work and. Uh, write videos about the crown <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite charring Wait, what's cause... the best monster in in ragnarok well so i'm mm. not too hot on uh, norse mythology but it feels <clears throat> like uh, because they, they, i don't think they're doing another one in norse world so like everyone's here the whole gang's here the whole gang's um, here yeah they've all packed them in there's numerous giant wolves who are quite good there's there's like wolves who kind of eat the, the sun and the moon, and there yeah. are wolves who kind of tear holes in reality. There's a lot of chasing around giant wolves. A lot you, of wolf action, yeah. Yeah, you get to beat down a huge wolf, which is quite fun. Is the big hench snake who looked at you back? Uh, there is a snake. Whether it's the same snake, um, I can't be sure. He came out of a lake and looked like he was going to monster you, but then just sort yeah. of like wrapped... Your, your, it's Jorgmunder. Your, Jorgmunder, yeah. I can't remember. It's the, the world the snake. Yes. Um, I, I always think he's got like a seaweed beard, and I always yeah. think that he's like meant to be like Kratos because he's also got a beard. Like <laughs> he's like sort of cosplaying or so. I don't know. So, I, I always think, oh, these guys are the same thing fundamentally. But My, my favorite thing in it is that um, Odin is in it quite a lot, this one, and he's played by someone who was in the West Wing. And he's sort of, he's quite a sort of New York gangster. Like he even wears his coat over his shoulders without putting his arms through the sleeves. Like he, oh, wow. he feels like he could have had a kind of 
four episode arc on a season of The Sopranos, and like he'd be playing someone called like Frankie Kneecaps Lombardo or something. Like, <laughs> do, do you know? I'm fairly sure I've played Odin at some point. Was that in oh, the Marvel? Oh god, it's like f- ringing a bell to summon a dead, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you must not talk about Sir Anthony Hopkins in such a disrespectful way. Yes, you don't want to lose a second pillar of this podcast today, Miss Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting that Anthony Hopkins is regarded as a pillar. (laughs) Pillar. Fourth host. But I, I, yeah, I've been playing Ragnarok and I've not been enjoying it as much as the previous God of War. It's quite long. There's quite, it feels like a little bit more padded, but I have been filling the silences, but because... Atreus is an adolescent and he sort of started liking girls and stuff. So while I'm sitting doing like the side quests, I was uh, like role playing Kratos being like, this is a banana. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Good. That's, that's, that's what Sony, uh, Sony Santa Monica uh, intended for this game, I feel. Yeah. Like, I, I, look, I'd rather you didn't do it. But if you are going to, I'd rather you did it at home. <laughs> Boy, it's time we had to talk about the birds and the wolves. I'm amazed you could find downtime. There's someone talking in this game the whole time. They're always chatting. They're always having conversations. She's got that little, like, yeah. banter head on your belt. <laughs> banter head. Mimir, yeah, yeah. that guy. He's just constantly... <laughs> Well, yeah, he's got big me energy. He never shuts up, that guy. <laughs> Archbishop of Banterbury. Yeah. Bantasaurus uh, Rex. They uh, uh, nerdy deep dive for, for Sony heads, but um, they keep talking about his past in the game and they're referencing things that happened in the previous games and someone found this piece of, um, you know, like filler banter as you're just exploring the world. They start talking about the time Kratos was in the Sony Smash Brothers game. Uh, where he, talks, he talks about like, he said, oh, once upon a time I was in this tournament of champions. And then he starts describing all the other Sony mascots, but oh in kind God. of Kratos speak. So he ref- I think he refers to Parappa the rapper as like the greatest bard that ever lived. <laughs> Which well, how thought. does he mention Kirby? How do you describe Kirby? Like Pink well, Sphere. Wasn't Kirby wasn't in the Sony Smash Brothers. We're oh, talking yeah, about, we're talking about the bad yeah. Smash Brothers. The bad Smash Brothers. With all your favourite characters. like There was a bandicoot whose face was two thirds of him. Unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. And how are you, Nate? Yeah, thing about media I've consumed. So um, Ashley and I have got this really like artisanal bit uh, that we've been doing for years where we keep kayfabe all the time with each other, pretending that the Hotel Transylvania movies are works of art and that we love them. Okay, well, first of all, they are. Of course. Um... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and every time one comes out we make a big show of going to the cinema and seeing it or if we we miss that you know we make an event of seeing seeing it so we watched um and we we never ever ever refer to them as anything less than their full official titles uh so on sunday we watch hotel transylvania 4 colon transformania um and tally had her first sort of conscious experience of the Hotel Transylvania franchise. Uh, 
was terrified by Andy Samberg's character. Like, monsters, <laughs> fine, but just this sort of shouting gap year idiot um, <laughs> voiced by beloved comedian Andy Samberg. She could not handle. And then the, the hilarious thing was, uh, I, the plot of the film basically involves humans turning into monsters and vice versa. Mm. Andy Samberg's character is then turned into a monster that gets pro- that looks like Andy Samberg, but a dragon, and gets progressively more frightening every 10 minutes or so. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an existential hell for our daughter, but um, this we is found because, it. Like, you've prepared, you've prepared her to think that, like, ghosts and monsters and things are normal, and thus she cannot... You know, oh my god! Yeah, she felt real stomach. pathos for Dracula when he yeah. like, became a human. Yeah, huh. she's such a goth as well. <laughs> <laughs> like serious, serious, serious proto goth. Um, big into skeletons. She said to go. us the, the other week, "All I dream about is skeletons." Ooh. Wow, that's hardcore. That is hardcore. You should tweet that, and then you'll get a cavalcade of. Clowns didn't happen, mate. Didn't, didn't happen. happen in the year, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do you know what? It sounds like Tally would be a great addition to any dinner party. Uh, well, I mean, I would actually disagree with you there. She's being a real shit at the moment. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so Matthew, this you chose the topic this week. So yeah. do you want to walk us through it a bit? Well, I thought I was trying to think of something about endings as as this is my last um, last pod. And so I thought, uh, you know, I would like to have a, a, a dinner party thrown in my honour. Um, and uh, also partly inspired by one of the favourite episodes um, uh, I'm sorry. This this isn't this isn't a judgment on you, Alice. It was it was. I think it was just me and Nate when we were talking about our dream pub trip. Yeah. Oh, um, that was big laughs. Yeah. Yeah, that was just really good fun. And so I, I basically wanted to do the same for putting together a dream dinner party. So I wanted us to, to try and pick. Uh, I guess like where we'd have the dinner party, like what we'd eat, but most importantly, like who would we invite to the dinner party? And I'm not talking about like real life game developers. Uh, I want video game characters. Um, yeah. But I, I wrote down some sort of ar- dinner party archetypes uh, of people okay. I think that make for a good dinner party, but they're they're definitely up for debate as well. Um, so what I what I listed and. Like I don't think I've ever been to a dinner party, so I'm basing this entirely on films. Yeah, hang um, on, wait. Uh, you've never like what? You've never been to like dinner at, at pe- a person's house where it's like more no. than one couple. No. Okay. I'm Me gonna and leave that. are like quietly detested in Bath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. In their gloomy <laughs> manner atop the like, hill. <laughs> we invited loads of couples to our wedding and like we don't get invited anywhere. So like one of us is an asshole and I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably me. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Probably they don't want to invite you because they'll have to have some insane kind of 
menu that doesn't involve glistening or like salt. Uh, but, I, but I'd put aside, I'd put aside all the bits in order for you know just polite conversation. I love hanging out with people. I tell you what, it, it probably is. I don't think there is a secret dinner party scene in Bath. Um, <laughs> in Bath, there definitely is. Not, not, there's... Without, not with games journalists. I just don't think games journalists do it. Cause mostly the people we oh, know that's true, are, yeah. are games journalists. And like we're either too poor to afford food or if we like do... Ha- you know, I just think people do board game nights instead. Yeah, so... games journalists are savages. Yeah. So board, board game nights and swinging at the same time. <laughs> Roll for yeah. initiative, like this is it, yeah. Oh no, wait, no, that is that's that's tabletop. Forgive me, I slandered I've, game journalists. I've had a takeaway pizza at Tom Francis's house. That's a dinner party, but it wouldn't say it was a dinner party. Um, he made cocktails as well. Tom moved to Canada. He lives in Canada now, um, and since he moved away, like he, he was the very much uh, the social glue. Of a, lot of, uh, of a lot of the bath scene, so I think you know that's probably why. But anyway, what what so, cocktails do you pair with pizza? I, I uh, know I'm derailing this a bit, but I'm interested. Well, I, I have no idea. Like you know, if someone's just making a cocktail, you just have it, and you. What's say your favourite you. cocktail? Well, uh, like, I'm not a sophisticated cocktail person. Like I, you know, I I, I like a mojito, just super classic. Base, it's a bit, bit mojito is good. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's fine. Man. I like a pina colada. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So. I like I like sex on the beach, which is basically fruit juice, but <laughs> My little sister's got into cheeky vimtos, which is WKD blue and port. Oh yeah, those are, I used to cane those when uh when I was at university. I wouldn't cheeky. call it a cocktail. <laughs> but a cheeky vimto, it doesn't have vimto in it. No, but it tastes like vimto. Right. That's that's why it's a good drink because you can just but in the abs- same way that absolutely slam it back. Like water, yeah. Mm. It tastes very fruity <laughs> and delicious. <laughs> tastes like a headache. All right. All right. Anyway, sorry, um, Matthew. But anyway, so dinner party archetypes that I've identified from popular culture. Yeah. Uh, you need a great storyteller at a dinner party to regale everyone with humorous tales. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, not humorous tales, just tales. Uh, I think you need a joker. You need a funny person at your dinner party to entertain everyone as well. Um, I think it's nice to have a deep thinker at a dinner party, <laughs> like someone who can drop some some something a bit more profound in the mix occasionally. Uh, someone with a healthy appetite who's just there to like really enjoy the food and and you know it's just a good guest in in that sense. Uh, and like someone with a really great sense of humour who just like makes everyone feel good about themselves because they laugh at everyone's terrible mm. banter and jokes. And like um, feel the awkward silences and stuff like that, just like for cohesion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I would, I don't know if a deep thinker is necessary, but for the purposes of this task, I will allow it. I mean, I say that, so when I used to live in London, uh, our... I lived in this big house and the landlord who owned the house lived in the basement flat and they were documentary filmmakers and they used to host dinner parties for all the housemates every few months, which was really, really nice. Um, And we used to go down to, they had a little like studio outside and he was, he was quite a deep thinker, I would say. Like he was quite artistic and he'd be, he'd be talking about, you know, 
a kind of a grander philosophy of like art or what he was trying to achieve in his work. And then the second he stopped talking, someone else would be like, have you seen the new James Bond? <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, you? Were you the one that said that? No, not at all. Like I, but I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the mix of it. Uh, he also, uh, yeah. Good so evening, I, housemates. I've called you here to discuss the notion of Aquinas's prime mover. <laughs> Yeah, it's just nice to have a mix. So maybe I'm pulling that from from like quite a niche experience. But okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, but I'm I'm open to like other suggestions too. If we I, feel I think like there's a missing ingredient, we could use a Toastmaster. Um, you know, because this has got this a formal occasion, like you know your honourable discharge from the EWS. <laughs> like I think we need like. So, you know the sort of ruddy-faced men in overly formal formal jackets, yeah. a very very formal butter, and like announce stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we need one of them. I, I think we, that on the, the the chat of cocktails and stuff. We probably need like um, a bartender. Well, I I mean I've included I in my suggestions i i do have musicians as well to provide nice background music oh solid yeah oh wow yeah. i think great. we need like a prankster as well or someone when everyone's a bit pissed to suggest like you know we go out into the garden and like set an ape on fire i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> someone to someone to add an element of of, of the unknown of chaos. <laughs> I mean, I feel that's you, really. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, okay. Cause, because I, my concern would be, I, I, you know, I wouldn't want it to be annoying. You mm. don't want too many japesters. Oh, yeah. You, know? you don't want too many characters. Yeah. 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 Don't want too many lolsters muscling in. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise it will be like the... The replies underneath a funny tweet, where it's just people doing the same joke at each other, but worse. Or adjusting their flipping bow ties. Yeah. Uh, so, what what were you thinking in terms of a venue, Matthew? Uh, well, I was thinking of like one of the like luxury houses from like a Hitman game, like a. Oh yeah. Um, what about the brothel from Dishonored? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had nice interior decor. Yeah, but you'd have to like. There's sort of sex stuff just, everywhere. Yeah, it's just difficult to like have it's a nice dinner smell. conversation around a sex swing. Well, no, you'd do it in like the main lobby where there's just a load of like, you know, brass and like whale statues, like everything else in 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 that city. I don't know if I'd feel good eating in the lobby. Y- yeah, because you feel very expo- like you feel very exposed. The front door is right there. That's fair. Anyone can walk through that front door. And if you walk through the front door of any place and the first thing you see is a dinner party, I don't think you'd like that. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd like... probably have some like roused back coming and say, eight sexes, please. Like, <laughs> exactly. There'd be, there'd be people knocking on the door all the time that didn't know it was closed for a private event. Okay, yeah, no, screw that. Um <laughs> What about the what wine land off of Hitman? Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be all right. Yeah. If That'd you be could quite like, nice, clear out the the wine uh the whole wine factory. What's it called? <laughs> you know, whatever that place. That's is the called. one with the cellar where they have the secret meeting, isn't it? Oh, we could have it in there in the secret meeting room. 
that'd be well good. And then there's like a speedboat full of cocaine, like 20 feet away. <laughs> what? Why is that good in the context of a dinner fight? Well, well that's the prankster lining up the evening's entertainment. <laughs> It's an extremely flammable ape. <laughs> okay. All right, okay, venue sorted. Okay, I'll sign off on that. Just I just feel like, you know, the 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 boatload of cocaine is gonna be a sort of sword of Damocles <laughs> hanging over this discussion. But that's fine. <laughs> well who should we talk about musicians? No, actually, we probably need to talk about the food, don't we? It's a well, the, party. Yeah, because the obvious one for that would be like your um, Ignis from Final Fantasy Lads, Lads, Lads. Because <laughs> I did I did actually think about inviting him as a guest, but then I thought, no, because so, like that type of foodie can be a bit annoying. At, like, right. As they're, you know, while they're eating and... It's and just, so I, I think he'd be quite good as a chef, though. Do we see it that the chef's been hired to feed the dinner party, or is the chef also a guest? Because sometimes, like, it's the you know, well, often it's the host, isn't it? It's like, you know, yeah, that, they're, yeah. They're mm. constantly going to and from. I always feel bad for my mum at dinner party when she, they were hosting dinner parties when we were kids, because you think everyone's in there having a laugh, and she's to keep going off and doing all this cooking. Can't yeah. be very fun. Yeah. Well, no, so, so back in my dark days um, of being a finance journalist, every Christmas I used to get invited to a dinner party by a Canadian leasing broker who definitely wasn't money laundering. Um, <laughs> and he good, had this yeah. really posh house in London and used to hire like um, a Michelin starred chef to do the food for his dinner party. Um, and so he just... And he had like this person and a load of minions in his kitchen for the evening, and he had like a, a the some cocktail lord as well doing the same. So he was the host, but he'd just hired in the talent. Mm. So I, I reckon we can do the same here, but please let's not have an almost certainly criminal Canadian leasing broker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was envisioning. Yeah, we just keep Ignis chained in the the kitchen. Yeah. And well, he... no, I guess he can come out say. You know, oh, here's a very special squid. Yeah, I, oh. I'd allow that. I don't want anything too. I don't want him cooking anything too fancy. What what game food do you find most appealing, Matthew? Because we ought to have someone who cooks, mm. cooks up something you like. Well, I, I would say most foods appear in games somewhere. You know? What about like the cats from Monster Hunter? They do just like giant turkey legs and stuff. Yeah, they've good. got like big sort of Turkish grill energy. A lot yeah. of like meats and rices. I I actually really like that. That's I'm yeah, not... that's that's right on my street as well. Get okay. those cats right in there. <laughs> okay, I mean, so Kate should buy the mon the monhan cats. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. Do you, do you has... have to keep that secret from your guests though? Because <laughs> if I found out that an animal had been making my food, I would probably be cross. Yeah, because because you wouldn't want hair, you'd get. A lot of cat hair potentially in the food, wouldn't you? Well, even if they didn't, it's just the principle of the thing. You know? Yeah. Like if you open the door and you saw a load of cats, it's a bit like, you know, in Jumanji where they open the door and there's <laughs> just like loads of monkeys like causing chaos. It would look like that. Because even if what they're making is fine, it would be quite chaotic because you'd probably need like 
I don't know, five or six cats. So yeah. to, to the untrained eye, you're like, there's just a load of cats in the kitchen. But um, it, would it be unethical of us to not tell people and keep it a secret? Shouldn't they opt in to the cat <laughs> chefs? I think, yeah, bearing in mind probably 80% of the people at this party are likely to be from like incomprehensible fantasy worlds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'd shrug That's it off. That's true. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> yeah. They'd probably be more confused by just a regular human chef. Their worlds are so wild, they're like, what's the deal with that guy? <laughs> Does it violate consent if you make chilli for your neighbour, but you are a cat? <laughs> don't, don't you dare bring that discourse in here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That is like poison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we've got the cat chefs. In the wine palace in Hitman with the boat of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For music, I was going to suggest the Outer Wild ast- uh, Outer Wilds astronauts. Oh. Because you got, they, they, you, in the Outer Wilds, there are some alien astronauts who have gone before you and you can track them by listening to their mournful instrument playing and they each play a different instrument and i thought if we gathered them all together okay so, and they so, played as a band because so they do like a game. cover of africa by toto conceivably yeah i don't see why not they seem very talented they've all yeah. had a lot of time to practice as well because they've all been mm. stranded across space i'm yeah. glad you said gathered i, I thought you were going to say everyone is handed one of those uh listening devices and we <laughs> just have to, to like ch- we have to tune into a banjo from space and that's the music <laughs> for this dinner party like the worst silent disco <laughs> no i was gonna bring them all back for you matthew yeah i, w- I would I'd, yeah we'd... soothing soothing banjo yeah mm. i think it's quite good because it's quite mellow it's not too loud i do think it would be quite good dinner party background music mm. My old landlord um, used to put, there, there would always come a point in the evening where um, there was <laughs> there was someone in our house called Heather and there would be always be a weird point in the evening where he'd start playing, I think it's, is it Dear Heather by Leonard Cohen? <laughs> and he'd play that over and over again and I never really knew what that was about. <laughs> this guy This guy is getting gradually more sinister. <laughs> You know how you said you'd never been to a dinner party? I would I'd probably like to propose the theory you have, in fact, been to quite yeah. a lot of dinner parties. Yeah, actually, but I realized they were so that horrendous, I... you blocked them out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of them at dinner parties, but they are actually classic dinner parties, and I've been to yeah, loads. You've been to loads. <laughs> but, well, I've been to loads. I've been to like 10 of the same dinner party where a man talked about art and then played a song which made one of the guests uncomfortable. <laughs> Can you continue to like drop in uh, tidbits about this man and his dinner parties as we go? Because it's it's sort of like a horror film. Yeah, I'm you know? really enjoying the building of this narrative. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if you start making things up. It's like it, cool. starts off, it starts off nice and he's like talking about stuff he's done and then and then he gradually <laughs> becomes more more sinister and malevolent. If you, if you listen to the song Dear Heather, it's it's <coughs> it's got a very uh, mega sinister energy. It's got it's like circus music. As With... he places down his violin. Now let us consider Descartes' position on the universe. 
shatters two wine bottles, hands them to two guests. You, you, monism, dualism, let us decide once and for all. (laughs) Go! (laughs) All right, okay. So, Hitman, Wine Mansion, Boat of Cocaine, uh, Monster Hunter Cats. Monster Hunter Cats, Mournful Astronauts with their banjos. Mm. Now we get to, to the guests. So, a great storyteller, uh, I was going to propose, bit of a cliche, I was going to propose Dandelion from the Witcher series. Ooh. Who is, cause the, who is basically telling the whole Witcher series. You know, it's, it's framed as he's telling you this story, that's why he does the voice on the loading screen, and all the quest logs are written in Dandelion's voice, because he's mm. kind of telling someone at a later point what Geralt did, um, and he'd be able to tell us good Witcher stories. That's true, like that of Tobias Beckford. <laughs> yeah, it would might be a bit one night. That's the only risk there. Yeah, because I was going to suggest, because in a similar vein, I was like, you need someone who's got good chat, who can keep the party going, and who is a good storyteller. So I was actually going to say Mimir, the banter head from, um, oh. from God of War. However, might be a bit a off-putting. He is just a head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't eat much. Yeah. Well, he might do. And it might just be horrific. Yeah, exactly. We don't yeah, know. Like we're just feeding him. Out of his neck. <laughs> it's feeding him macaroni cheese and it's just pouring out as a slurry on his table. Dead beard. <laughs> <laughs> also, who has to feed? That means one of the guests has to feed Mimir, which is. I feel like we're asking a lot of someone there. <laughs> what about Master Chief? He doesn't What's speak. A like, yeah. Well, he wouldn't the- go on. That's the problem I, I found. It's not a problem really, but I th- I suspect we'll be talking about a lot of side characters because a lot of the main characters in video games don't talk or are very boring uh, and their only kind of thing is hitting stuff. Like Kratos is a great character with a great character arc. Not a great dinner guest. Chief's you know? quite charismatic. He just doesn't say a lot. I just feel like that's taken up a lot of real estate. <laughs> I mean, he's had a lot of adventures. Although, to be fair, it'd be like, tell us another story, Chief. I shot one hundred thousand aliens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's either that, or he's he's going to be quite traumatized, or he might get racist or something. Yeah, but alien he, racist. Well, it'd be awkward if one of the other guests, pissed. if one of the other guests is Covenant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, or it starts like bellowing slurs at the band. You exactly, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, we don't want him. No. <laughs> Chiefs are racist against aliens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my best friend's the arbiter. <laughs> oh, everyone's like, oh yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Chief. It's <laughs> great. Um, Maligned an Xbox IP there. <laughs> Actually, some of my best friends are arbiters. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Um... So yeah, I think I, in terms of a storyteller, I do accept that Dandelion is probably more, um, uh, like less kind of. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's that big bull chap from Dragon Quest Inquisition. 
The big which big ball? Is oh, it Iron Ball. Iron Ball. Yeah, he's like, great. He's, he's great, actually. Yeah, like because he, he's always isn't he always like hanging out in the kind of tavern? He's always got a bit of a crowd around him. He is. Yeah, he's hanging out in the tavern. He's got a big gang of mercenary pals. Um, he he talks a lot about his homeland. He's very open that he's a spy. Uh, so he's <laughs> quite. He's quite adds kind a, of adds a little a little bit of spice to the evening. Rambunctious and yeah, he's yeah. I I just, I'd sign off on I but Do we have a limit? How many guests are we trying to get to? I mean, that cellar's pretty big. The table can be long. Okay, uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know what an optimal number is. Eight people, eight couples. I was gonna say eight. Eight sounds good, doesn't it? This has got a weird. By definition, all these people are going to be like not in relationships. They're just going to be there by themselves. So it's going to have a slightly weird energy. Yeah. Are we taking up three of the spaces? Oh, I think so. Okay, so we need to find five people. All right. Yeah. So if we if we go with Dandelion, yeah. uh, is Iron Bull too much of a similar character? Do we think? I mean, maybe two. Like they're very different storytellers, or maybe yeah. like two storytellers are trying to kind of one up each other. Yeah, that would be quite fun, and yeah. And he's good. He's a good kind of drinker, you know. He keep the he'd keep the party going. Well, let's you know we can add a few more names and then we can cut a couple of out. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, who have you got, Nate? Uh, so I was going to suggest. Um, oh, bloody name's gone from my head now. The um, Fane uh, from Divinity, the Skeletron. Oh, interesting. Because they, I reckon they've got party tricks. Like, yeah. and they can disguise themselves as not a skeleton, so they wouldn't worry people. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, Pal of Matthews. I was thinking of games I know Matthew. Oh, likes. yeah, I would like that. I would, yeah, I would like to spend some time with Fane. Um, would he reveal himself to be a skeleton at some yeah, point I, in the evening? I think that would be like, you know, the fun sort of pre dessert surprise. That I think, yeah, if 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 he was comfortable enough with everyone, or maybe if he got a bit drunk, can he get drunk? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And would that would that upset the other guests? I guess not, given the list that we're building, right? Yeah, it's like the cats thing. Like, who's going to be phased by a skeleton? Mm. You know, with the jobs these people have. Yeah, I did also want to slip in one one guest. Um, there's not really an archetype for, but I just thought Matthew might like uh, for sentimentality's sake. Uh, maybe just like hanging out under the table, uh, Big Socrates, uh, my pet murder ant from the time we played Borderlands oh, 3 together. Big Sock. Big Sock. I just, you know, you know like how in like um, sort of cliched medieval banquet scenes, there's like a dog eating thrown bones. But you're going to have to give me some context for Big Socrates because I've not played Borderlands 3. It was a large ant, really. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> if we get down to it. Um... What? He's a large ant onto which uh, Nate projected an awful lot more character than actually existed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did the ant exist? Oh, was it? Were you the Beastmaster class? Yeah. And you can yeah. Summon, summon an ant. Okay. Yeah, and I ended up caring more about the ant than the game. Oh, okay. Class- um, classic Nate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, just be a good little friend. doesn't count as a guest. Okay, okay. Uh, I did I did like Big Sock. Okay, we'll have Big Sock the ant. So we've got... 
that we're in the Hitman wine dungeon with a mm-hmm. speedboat full of cocaine. Our dinner is being prepared by cats. Uh, <laughs> we're being serenaded by mournful space banjos. Dandelion and the Iron Bull are currently competing to tell uh, good stories. We've got Fane. Was like he just talks about how he should be king, well, isn't he? Magician as well. Okay, so maybe he's doing card tricks. Yeah, close up magic. Oh, Ever God. seen a skeleton? <laughs> And and there's an ant gnawing on a bone in the corner. Essentially, yes. Okay. It's a bit of a. a, There's a lot of dudes at this dinner party. Yeah. Mm, That's true. Because unless we cut someone, we've got two places left. We need a lady with a really healthy appetite. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's get a Um, big, like, big, strong lady. Uh, what about that that giant the giant lady from Resident Evil? Oh yeah. Oh, but wouldn't she try and kill everyone? Yeah, but well, well, yeah, but in a sexy way. Lady, <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. yeah, the vampire with the big hat. I don't think she would if we invited her into a dinner party. It'd be quite poor form. But would well, she, she be might actual... turn into an horrible gribbly dragon though? Would Would she be an actual good guest to have at a party though? I mean, she is vile. As a person, she's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, she's quite um, she's quite like like suggestive and flirty. Like sometimes, you know, you get those people who are kind of make everyone everyone feel like a little bit special. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but also, like, wouldn't it get a bit uncomfortable? You know, like when when. A divorced mum, like <laughs> it's only it's only uncomfortable if Lord Demetrescu is also there, and the whole time he's like, "Will you stop, Will you stop embarrassing me in front of these cats? <laughs> you stop embarrassing me in front of two cats and an ant." <laughs> Like he, he's just he I and mean, he just looks like me. He's just like a very normal looking man. Oh no, what about bloody um the the singing lady from Hades who's really lovely and invites you in for soup? Oh um is that uh, bloody Yes. No, is it? Um Oh not Persephone, um uh Eurydice. Eurydice, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And she's got like a cool like tree head. Yeah, like it's. I mean, she could do the drinks and also do some singing along with the banjos, and that way we can get her in under the entertainment budget. <laughs> this is. This I, is quite, it's getting quite bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be nice. To, I just think it would be nice to have some women there who aren't just there to like work, you know, T- to serve you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, quite, it's quite an unpleasant scene we're creating. It's, it's well, it's difficult as well to 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 think of like big socks, a lady ant. Okay, I again. I think we all know not that's sure that not, counts. Yeah, it's <laughs> not quite the same thing. Um, um, because when you think of like kind of video game ladies, you go to like. Samus or like uh the Tomb Raiderer and they're not Yeah. Super what about, uh, what about, Detective doesn't have a gender. Uh what about Elaine from Monkey Island? 
Ooh, she'd be good. She's quite she's quite sort of spunky and fun. She is, and she's also an activist because in the latest game she's trying to raise scurvy awareness and has started a, a lime plantation to help pirates. Well, that's that's good. Yeah, she's one of the least excruciating characters in that series. Yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> she's Being a about Monkey Island, <laughs> one of my longest running bits. Take that off the bingo card. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who else is there? What about someone from like from Horizon Zero Dawn? Because oh. surely they'd they'd be amazed by many yeah, of they're her. Very, they're very like they're quite a dour bunch. That lot. Yeah, that's true. I think it's same as before. Silence shows up in a minibus. <laughs> At 11pm and takes everyone <laughs> on an absolute rager in some, like, hell club. Uh, After just ransacking the speedboat. <laughs> I don't want Silence and his van coming to my leaving dinner yeah. party. I don't, and I don't want the promise of it either. I don't want everyone at the dinner party to be secretly thinking about the after party. That's not... You know, because I probably won't go with Silence in the van. You know? Okay, he's banned. I want to feel like okay. I'm, you know, I'm the main event. That's what I want. That's how I want to feel. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Oh, Who... what about um, uh, Emily in Dishonored Two? Mm, she's a bit. She's a bit of a wordless protagonist. Yeah, and quite intense. You know. Yeah, very vengeance motivated, which is not ideal for a dinner party. She doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be like laughing a lot of jokes. Like her yeah. defining characteristic is she's abnormally quiet or can really keep quiet when she, when she needs to. What about someone from like a fighting game or like like Diva? Would Diva be too from Overwatch? She's got a robot. She's quite fun. Oh, who's the lady who's like Reinhardt's like buff mate? With the, the the riot shield and the mace, uh, Brigitte, like... she's a laugh. Yeah. Like if there wasn't that, like I always reckon her and Winston would be the good times people from over. Oh, that's well, that's you, true. You've got yeah. Huge gorilla bias. Yeah, always. you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, always hang out with a space gorilla. <laughs> that one, the the who's is that one that's like an Eskimo. May, oh yeah, she oh she'd be. She's she's really sweet, yeah, and she like potential for for larks, like you know freezing stuff and throwing it at people. That's classic bants snowballs. Yeah, that's true. Actually, F- like fun jape combos yeah. with flame as well. The classic think... skeletons and ice. <laughs> We haven't necessarily got a... Well, actually, I think we do have a Toastmaster. So we've got... We're in the Hitman wine basement. Yeah. Yeah. The wine dungeon. Cats are feeding us huge turkey legs and whole baked fish and rice and kebabs. Yes. <laughs> the the Outer Wilds uh, astronauts are playing banjo and, and flute and violin in the corner. Dandelion is uh, regaling you of tales of uh, Geralt's exploits that are cut from the 
the game for time so you're getting like insider kind of it's it's weird that there's a the man there who just tells stories about one other man who maybe has there. other stories as well is I henry cavill there no no it's the replacement one it's the hemsworth brother who's replacing him <laughs> we've got the neck we've got the new witcher da- dancing in a cage suspended above the table uh, no, you wouldn't want Geralt. If if you've got a guy whose whole deal is just telling stories about Geralt, you wouldn't want Geralt there as well. Exactly. Because yeah. it'd, 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 oh, it'd be so embarrassing for him. It would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So no Geralt. But we do have the Iron Bull, who is a huge kind of mountain shaped like a cow with mm-hmm. big horns. Um, who'll also be he's he'd be a great toastmaster, I think. He he's Kind of fills that role. Oh, that's uh, perfect, actually, Alice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Fane from Divinity doing close-up magic. Yep. <laughs> uh, Big Socrates, the ant from Borderlands Three, <laughs> chewing a bone in, under the table under your feet. Um, Master Elaine... Chief and Silence passed out outside. <laughs> yeah, because they've not been allowed in. Uh, uh, Lady Demetrescu and her weak husband <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing themselves and making don't, everyone uncomfortable. Don't forget them. <laughs> She's splashing wine everywhere. She spilled red wine on her nice white dress. <laughs> <laughs> making moves on Big Sock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we got Elaine from Monkey Island, who <laughs> I think would be she'd be a great sort of like. She's she's confident and she's yeah she's funky but also like she's quite sort of motherly and she'd be really good for when you start throwing up in the corner kind of thing. So I I, I actually doubly endorse her. What? And she'd uh, have some good banter with the storytelling as well. Yeah, she definitely would. Um, mm-hmm. And you can tell her that you hate her and think she's not funny, Nate. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> It's and, awkward having someone at a dinner party you secretly hate. Yeah, she'll be like, I've listened to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a natural mechanic. You, you've got to have that dynamic at a dinner party. So uh, I think, yeah, that's a good idea. And then May from Overwatch will be like a really nice bubbly kind of uplifting, yeah. fun presence. She can like give us snowballs. She can maybe freeze the cocaine into snowballs. That'd be great. Wicked, Bring. um, like she... You know, like those sort of digestible, interesting science facts TikToks? Yeah. You're like a living one of those. A hundred percent. That's brilliant. So Really, really good broad range of conversation starters. Yeah. And so then, yeah, how are you, how are you feeling about that as your, yeah, as I mean, your farewell like, party, Matthew? Yeah. I, you know, it would certainly be one hell of an evening. Um <laughs> Is it my dream dinner party? I don't know. I've been to so few, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I'd I think I'd have have some fun there. I'm not so sure about the giant ant. <laughs> I must admit, <laughs> but in the same way that I wouldn't really want any like big animal presence in the room when I'm eating because that's just one of my things. You well, know? the ant can go in the speedboat. Right. Okay. How? Well, if you don't like animals present when you're eating, how do you feel about the cat? Well, they're, they're they're like you know they're locked away, and I do I love kebabs. Okay. So, do, you, do you know? Do you do you like lobster? Uh, I wouldn't go for it. Like, if there was an option of things, it would be bottom of my list. 
Well, I was I just going to say, got to know what else is on the list. <laughs> I might, you know, I, I would be prepared to honour you by serving Big Socrates. Oh, I don't Ooh. want to eat you, mate. Nah, <laughs> I don't want you to eat my mate. But you know, it was. Uh, I'm just saying, if it if it was if it was between you and Big Sock, Matthew, you'd win every time. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's very nice. Well, there you go. you're I more mean, important to me than a pretend dance. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, maybe we should uh, excuse ourselves from the table for a moment to go down into the cavern of lies. Where the speedboat's parked. The cavern, <laughs> under the secret cavern we're already in. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Wonderful. The Cavern of Lies! All right, and today it is a Matthew Cavern, so he's going to pose a challenge to us, and we have to pick out the lies. Yes. Uh, or, uh, should I say, whether it's... Nice! Oh. Or... <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> Ooh la la. Oh, there they are. Maybe they're back. I found them for your last cabin. Nice. <laughs> oh, I always forgot we did that. Oh, I haven't heard them for so long. I know. It's, I lost them when uh, I got a, a new computer, I think, and then I didn't have the login for the uh, sound library where they were, but I stole it off <laughs> different websites. Ooh la la. <laughs> Uh, classic. Well, uh, yes, to honour, as this is an episode all about a- an end, an ending, um, I've decided to make the cavern about uh, hidden endings in games. Ooh. I have five hidden endings, so these are, these are more than a game over. They're something which is a bit more kind of scripted as like an Easter egg, and some of them have like weird conditions for you to kind of trigger them. So uh, I've got uh, five scenarios. Three are nice. That's right. Two are yeah. ooh la la, uh, and you have to identify which are which. <laughs> I couldn't really think of a of a, a great all encompassing scenario for this one. Sorry to phone it in on my last cavern. That's okay. Um, that's, that's... I was going to do this whole bit where there was going to be like a secret hidden ending to the cavern, but I couldn't really work out the mechanic of it. That's okay. We'll imagine you did. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's all good because we're at the dinner party, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So two two of them are fake. Yes. Okay. So in near automata, uh, near that is oh, very no. famous. This one has like a million endings. It does have a million endings, but I found a particularly good one. Um, this is, I, mean, I was going to say, this game is very famous for its hidden endings. Like, there's one where you famously remove 2B's uh, operating system chip on her inventory mm. screen and then she drops dead. Um, but the one that I wanted to highlight uh, was at one point you speak to a character called Jackass, um, which is how you know this is a work of a profound deep thinker, who tells you that mackerel is deadly to androids. And from that point on, if you eat mackerel in the game, you'll die, you being an android. Uh, And this is technically ending K, if you care about such things. Uh, According to the in-game fishing encyclopedia, mackerel congeals fluids inside android bodies when eaten. So its consumption has been outlawed. Okay, that sounds suspiciously... It sounds fishy. Oh. 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 So you eat a mackerel and die in or near automata. Second, Hitman 2. 
in Hawke's Bay, which is the small house that serves as the tutorial level for Hitman 2, if you kill every NPC other than the target, you're told to extract, and then you watch a cutscene where you are back in the training facility from Hitman 1 being asked if you're really committed to being an assassin Mm. by Diana Burwood. Interesting. Um, Interesting, okay. Which I think is doable, because there's only like 15 people in that level. Mm. Okay. But we'll see, we'll see. Next up, Shadow Complex, the Metroidvania uh, type thing. Uh, At the start, your girlfriend Claire is kidnapped by helicopter, and you pursue her to a base hidden in a forest. However, if instead of entering the base... You turn around, you can run back to the Jeep you arrived in and simply drive off, uh, ending the game when Jason, who you play as, says, well, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You can leave your girlfriend to a terrible fate in Shadow Complex. Next up is Total Wipeout. This is a video game version of the hit TV challenge Total Wipeout. The one where people get knocked off on obstacle course into water. Yeah. Uh, loads yeah, of uh, that can't have existed. <laughs> yeah, apparently it did. Loads of mini games lead up to the main course itself, which has a, a bit of that Bennett Foddy physics-y simulated movement energy to it. Um, you get repeated goes at doing the course, getting knocked into the water again and again. But if you fall in the water one hundred times the jolly commentary VO switches to a voice of despair asking for the game to be over soon. If you fail 10 more times, you then get the only game over screen in the game, which just looks like someone turning off a TV. Okay. Well, that that one's, that one's immense. Mm. And uh, last okay. up, we have uh, Fury, which is the boss rush game where you, every level is a boss and you're just fighting a boss. Uh, there's one boss who invites you to sit on a bench and hang out with her rather than fight. And if you sit on that bench uh, for a couple of minutes, eventually uh, you just decide to live there forever with the character and the game ends there, um, which is uh, you know much preferable to having to fight all those horrible bosses. Um, but if you do do that, it does wipe your save and you have to start from the beginning again. So um, you can uh, yeah hang out with a character who I believe is called Song in Fury for a happier ending. Okay. 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 So we've got Lethal Mackerel. Yeah. Lethal Mackerel. We have uh, revisiting uh, Hitman training because you failed the mission so badly. We have driving away from Shadow Complex and leaving your girlfriend to rot. Uh, We have the commentators despairing about your performance in Total Wipeout. And we have uh, hanging out with a boss in Fury until the game ends. Okay. And one of these is a lie? Two. 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 Okay. okay, Total Wipeout is total b****. On what basis? It just, it seems a fundamentally weird shift in tone. It's because I know the game exists, but I would agree that it seems a lot of effort to put into a Total Wipeout game. Yeah. Uh why would I make, why would I go out of my way to make up something about something so weird like Total Wipeout? Okay. I'm I mm. think the eating a mackerel thing is real. Because that feels very on brand for that game. That game is notoriously kooky. 
I didn't know it was really weird. <laughs> oh, it's it's well weird. Yeah. Is it any good? It's yeah. Uh, critically acclaimed. Yeah. I think you'd like it. It's got yeah. lots of like go. weird, like weird philosophical robots in it. That sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, think I think I'm going to say that one's real. Um. I think yeah. I think I would maybe say Total Wipeout is is fake. Can we try and eliminate? Hang on. I all right. Do you agree that the Near Automata <laughs> one is real, Nate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, that's that's just like I actually quite liked the explanation as well. Okay. So I'm mm. Matthew. I'm going to say that that one is nice. Well, how am I? How, do how do we do this? I've forgotten how we do this. <laughs> It's been so long. Okay, all right. Uh, I will say that one is nice. Great, okay, okay, okay. So we're down to four. I think from here we can pick our two. Um, So the Hitman (sighs) one, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, because you're the Hitman expert out of the two of us, Nate. Because the guy... If I'm right in thinking, like... The, the training facility you're talking about is like part of the same series and like the same engine and everything. Yeah, it's it's so actually it's, like a, it's actually like a, it's it. a cutscene. It's not like you're in the level. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying they wouldn't have had to recreate a 3D environment in a oh, new engine no, or anything. No. So f- from a from like a an opportunity cost point of view, it makes sense. <laughs> if we're, if we're talking about video game production lines here, this one yeah. sounds pretty legit. <laughs> yeah, like because. That's always the thing with Easter eggs. You've got to think about like how easy they are to do, and that does sound pretty achievable. Um, what that mm. the, the one where the lady's ca- captured by a helicopter? Yeah. Do you know anything about that one, Alice? Uh, I do not. I mean, my, the, the my... helicopter bit is that is just the start of the game. Like everyone will see that. It's just whether yeah, or not that... you you decide to run back instead of going into the base is that is the big thing there. Because that feels quite a lot like the the famous like taking an easy option in Far Cry Four, where you just do as yeah. the dude says and it's fine. Because mm. my my concern with the Hitman Two one is that I'm like, can is it not a legitimate like they don't care how many other people you kill, right? Well, they do. You get scored based on yeah, but like you don't like. You get scored based on that, but it's not like your agency will like, you know. Oh, no, it, it's, it, it, it's, it is an Easter egg only in that. Like, if 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 you did it, if it is at all possible in other levels, um, uh, it wouldn't like register that. This is this is very specifically that level because there's no, only I'm, there's I'm, only like I'm, ten ten or fifteen people in the level. So it's oh actually, yeah, no, I'm not talking about the mechanics of it. I'm I'm talking like story wise. Right. Why would they care that you killed all these other people? Uh, well, it's just a gag, isn't it? I'm, I'm saying, um, okay. Mm. That one feels real to me. The, um. I, the total wipeout one just feels like a lot of effort to go to for a total wipeout game. But then I suppose if you work on a total wipeout game, you get your kicks where you can. And also, you know, it feels like a lot of effort for Matthew to go to. Mm, I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is. Oh, he's he's really left a big sh in the bed for us here. 
I, I'm going to say Hitman and... Oh, and we haven't talked about um, Fury. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I don't know. Because I don't know anything about that game either. Yeah, that one sounds pretty legit. Well, what okay, he's done yeah. here, well, let's go through the basic like metagame rules of Cavern. <laughs> if there are two mechanically similar entries, yeah. one has to be boss. And like what he's done with both the Fury one and the helicopter one is you know, provide a, a peaceful alternative to doing the, the majority of the game, right? Yeah. So one of them has to be guff. Because we that's, that's, that's true. never not been the case. <laughs> no, I'm not that predictable. No, no, it's 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 all three of us, mate. It's universal. <laughs> it's a human constant. We've discovered something fundamental about the human psyche. I I really think the total wipeout one is fake. Because mm. I just can't imagine the situation where they'd be allowed to spend time doing that, or, or, or like undermine the brand like that. But making it's it sound like the game's frustrating, as well, isn't it? You know, you make it. You make a time to celebrate something. It makes me nervous when you encourage me in a direction. Uh... I think Total Wipeout, and I think Total Wipeout is real, and I think that the helicopter dungeon is real. I think the other two are fake. So you think Hitman is fake and? The yeah, Hitman's Fury just one too, the, the problem with the Hitman one is it, it checks out entirely. It's just completely plausible. That this what are you saying? This is insane. What are you doing? I've turned off the targeting computer, Alice. Like until until 30 seconds ago, you were like, I think Hitman's real. Yeah, and that's why I realized it must be fake. <laughs> I feel like I'm having an, about, an out of body event. It's a rubbish joke as well. Okay. Like I, when Hitman's funny, it's really funny. I think I think it's Total Wipeout and I think Total Wipeout is fake. I will go with you on Hitman too. Well, should we each take our stabs and see who dies? Okay, alright. I'm going to say Total Wipeout is... Ooh la la. Total Wipeout is... Oh la la! Oh, thank God. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to say the Hitman one is ooh la la. Hitman is. Oh la la! <gasps> oh. oh. Oh, Matthew, I, I was sort of hoping we biffed it. Oh, damn it. I really, th- <laughs> I really, th- I thought, n- I thought that total wipeout is so obscure. There's no, that they'll just, of course they'll go with it. God damn it. <laughs> we chased him own, into his own cavern and beat him to death. <laughs> We're going to have to go back up to the bloody dinner party now. So, yeah, Look, sorry. Okay. All right, Matt, like, let's, quick, we need to put his body on the cocaine boat and set I'll set a napalm fire as a distraction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> quick, let's get out of here. <laughs> Oh Matthew, I'm sorry. That was so. That's I... okay. Like, I just I could never do. I could never get back into the groove of Cavern of of 
I'm just not the master manipulator I thought I was. Oh, but still, a, a lovely dinner party. Oh, well, was it? I, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't forget, I only got the Hitman one by just going goblin mode <laughs> and like defying logic and reason. And I only got the uh, the the title wipeout one by being kind of depressingly. Uh, you know, down on capitalism. So, mm. so we used our special skills. Yeah. Uh, one day, <laughs> Sorry, one day, I'll, one day I'll return for a one-off episode with a cavern that will baffle and amaze. He's going to spend the next year crafting the perfect cavern. I would <laughs> craft the perfect lie. <laughs> I would love that. Please do. We'd have you back anytime, Matthew. Uh, all that remains. Uh, after that dinner party is recommendations because every week we recommend something that is not a video game. Matthew, what are you recommending this week? Well, I'm going to I'm going to recommend two things. Uh, rather cheekily, I'd say if you miss me from this podcast, listen <laughs> to my other podcast, The Back Page. Um, now, see what you've done here, Matthew. You've totally f- because I was going to recommend the back page. It's well, warming final test. Oh well, let's right, let's let's cut that. <laughs> no, I'm not it. I'm leaving all of that. In. Oh, good, <laughs> wonderful. Now I seem like a total. T- <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> wonderful. Well, that's good. I spoiled that moment. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it's a great podcast. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, my my other boring recommendation is uh, the English on BBC, which is a uh, oh. uh, western starring Emily Blunt. She has gone to the wild west <laughs> to, to, to seek revenge. <laughs> I don't know why the way you said that. Well, that was me realizing I didn't know where it was actually set. So. I, uh, <laughs> So she's just... gone to cowboy times. <laughs> she's gone to the Wild West to seek revenge, uh, and she makes friends with uh, a Native American, and they bond, and it's it's that's really good. But uh, it's shot in like incredibly like lurid color. It's like super mm. bright and unreal, so it looks super interesting for a TV show. But it's got a great cast of villains who I actually thought felt like they could have been in a Kojima game because they're all really unlikely. There's like a mad old woman with no eyelids. Um, <laughs> so she's just constantly staring, has to wear these like little dark goggles to keep the sun out of her eyes. And there's a man with like a mini gun attached to his horse and things like that. Oh my God. Uh, it's, yeah, it's totally all over the place, but I, I really liked it. <laughs> Sounds wow. mega. Yeah. Uh, I am going to recommend... A, a video essay, as is my way, uh, although I will call this a documentary for reasons that become clear when you watch it. Um, it is by Defunct Land, who is the YouTuber who did, uh, I think I recommended it uh, before, a video about um, the queues in Disneyland. Uh, this is called Disney Channel's Theme, A History Mystery. It's about an hour and a half long. It is about trying to find out who composed the bumper kind of sting uh theme for the Disney Channel which is still being used today it's been it was 20 years old um I can't do it I can't remember what it is because uh we didn't have the Disney Channel and also the Disney Channel in other countries had a different sting but it's the US one that's kind of not the important part it's really good 
stick with it, even if you don't have kind of an interest in Disney stuff, because genuinely the ending of it made me cry. Like I, I wept <laughs> watching it, uh, which I hope is enough of a sell. Like you want to watch it to figure out why I did. Um, so that's my recommendation this week. Mm. Nate, so, what so legit- are you going to recommend? <laughs> Legitimately, um, Matthew's other podcast, Backpage, is mega. Um, and uh, I, it will be nice to listen to him there. I will continue to do so. It will be, um, I'm sure, lovely for a lot of you as well. Um, but also, um, I know I talk... Uh, obviously, one game hasn't been mentioned this week, which is remiss of me, is Age of Empires 2. Um, I've talked a lot uh, in the past about the joy I take in spectating Age of Empires 2 games. Uh, the other day, I watched the most entertaining one I've ever seen that I think if you were wondering if it's possible to enjoy a 22-year-old strategy game uh, casted as a professional sport... Uh, th- this is probably your best bet at getting it. Uh, the clip is called, uh, the game is called The Greatest Low Elo Black Forest Ever. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes. I'm just sending it to Alice now. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, there's like a, a nail-biting 20-minute long duel between catapults and crossbowmen. Um, yeah, riveting stuff. Oh, really? Uh, well, that's it for for this week and for the year. Uh, and for Matthew Castle. Yes. So thank you for uh, being with us and defining this era of the Electronic Wireless show. <laughs> we will miss you very much, but on to greater heights, I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> from here. Um, uh, and if you, listener, would like to get in touch and share some of your favourite Matthew moments, you can do so in the Discord. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Or you can email us at podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can go find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, or TikTok by searching Rock Paper Shotgun. Mastodon? Are we on Mastodon? I don't know. No, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, we don't have any plans for, for post-Twitter. I think we're just going to ride it into the ground. Yeah! <laughs> And if anyone wants to draw an artistic rendering of Matthew's final dinner party, um, oh yeah, I'd send, love to see it. send it that in. Would, yeah, that would be a mega, 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 mega thing. With uh, all your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com. Matthew, do you have any final thoughts? No, <laughs> I've thoroughly it? enjoyed doing this podcast with both of you. Uh, it's incredibly silly. I often felt bad that uh, we were being so sort of self-indulgent, but I'm glad <laughs> people enjoyed us having a good time anyway. Um, so, yes, no, it was uh, yeah, an awful lot of fun. Uh, and, yeah, I'm sure I'll be back at some point for, you know, pop my head in, say hello. Um, but, um, yes. F's in chat. F's in chat. <laughs> F's in chat for, for Matthew. Uh, but for now, until next year, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Tobias Beckford. And it's goodbye from Tobias Beckford. Goodbye. You'll never find my puppets. <laughs> <laughs>